0: Welcome to the very first episode of Perspective. My name is Molly. I'm one of your co-hosts here with my fellow co-host Logan. Uh, We're very excited that you all have tuned in. Um, We wanted to start this as a way to, you know, be able to talk about music in a way outside of the, you know, the blogs, the websites that we run. Uh, And Logan, if you want to kind of go into how this all came to be and how we know each other.
1: Yeah, so this whole thing kind of came to be on a random, I guess, text message I got from you about a week in, a week ago, somewhere around exactly there. Exactly a week ago, yeah. A week ago, and we thought about doing a podcast, and then you said, "Oh, maybe we should," you know, you wanted to start a podcast and you wanted to have me on as a guest, and then it kind of rolled from there, and to so maybe we should just do it together
0: yeah and you yeah. know
1: we could potentially bring a lot more together and kind of tie this thing in with each other and kind of bounce back and forth ideas off of each other
0: exactly. just
1: really bring this thing to be its full potential, which hopefully we can do that. We are about to find out, I suppose,
0: yeah. I think you know, I think we will find out uh, who knows, but you know, i I don't know about you, Logan, but so when I started my website, Circles and Soundwaves I started it just about six years ago since then I've had a whole lot of different contributors over the years I've had plenty of people come and like shoot concerts or interview bands like on behalf of the site but I personally have never like I haven't really partnered with anyone as a a co-editor a co-creator kind of thing I've kind of been like the sole person in charge what's been your process in a heart state review uh, what's been your process in just working with other people, collaborating with people? Have you done it all yourself or have you had like contributors?
1: So for the past seven years, it's really just been me. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a few friends who have done some interviews with me. Um, They've written up a couple articles, written a few reviews, but I've never really had anyone kind of like what you said, be a co-editor with me or be like a full – time, not even really full-time, just put as much effort into it as I have. I think that's right. never never been even really a thought in my mind because I've always kind of wanted it to be mine and something that I had full control over, which sounds kind of controlling, but like, it was No, always, I get it. I totally get it. it. It was just something that I had started, you know, when I was a sophomore in high school for no real reason. And then as mm-hmm. it kind of started taking off in its own little way, you know, I... um Just enjoyed doing what I was doing so much. And so, again, I had a couple of people who they even took some pictures for me and they wrote up some reviews, some album reviews, and um, a few interviews here and there. But it's always mainly just been me, especially on the day-to-day aspect to it.
0: Right. Right. I Yeah, I mean, I've been the same. Um, I guess let's go into, just to back this up, for people who are tuning in that you know, maybe haven't been following Circles and Silent haven't been following Heart State Review, or Logan or I individually, uh, for people who haven't been following everything, let's, you know, back up into how we all got started. So Logan, why don't you start a little bit of your background, how your website came to be first, since you've actually been doing this a little longer than I have.
1: Yeah, so um, like I said earlier, I did start it when I was a sophomore in high school, um, it started mainly off as just like a personal kind of blog where it wasn't me talking about personal issues, but it was just randomly writing certain articles about certain bands and, um, you know, just kind of talking about things about how I felt about new albums that were coming out or new songs that were released. And it wasn't at the time so much of like a day to day posting about music news that would come out that day or, you know, a newly announced tour, or this band has broken up, or that. It was mainly just me talking, kind of like this, but in a blog form of it. So, that was really how that started. Um, I think, I know my very first interview was when I was 16. Um, I started this in May of 2010, and then that September following, I had an interview with, at the time, they were just a local band called City Lights. R.I.P. R.I.P. And, <laughs> <R. I. P. laughs> and um, we did this interview in their van, and it was a lot of fun. But I didn't really think anything of it at that time. Um, it was just something that I thought would be fun to do. And then a f- about two months later, in November, I interviewed a kind of local band. They're from about they're from Cincinnati, which is a few hours south of where I'm at. Um, called Close to Home, also R.I.P. and uh-huh. Yes, you see a trend here, right? So, (laughs) I apparently caused bands to break up. It's really great. Um,
0: Oh, same, same.
1: Right. (laughs) And so, I interviewed them at the same venue, actually. And I still didn't really think anything of it because it was just two interviews, two months apart. But around this time, I started posting daily music news and things that were coming out and whatever it was. Um, And then it wasn't until. March two thousand twelve and it is in the meantime here, I somehow started getting emails from publicists, and I don't know how
0: um,
1: I know yeah, it's kind
0: of a, a miracle how how publicists i mean I guess you know, I assume you had your email visibly on your website. I know I did too, right. but it's also like you wonder like how do publicists find find like these tiny <laughs> websites and decide, oh I should send send information to this person.
1: Yeah, I think how mine started was I got an email um, from this guy named Ben who worked at Total Assault at the time. And mm-hmm. he followed me on Twitter and then he sent me an email. And then some few weeks later, I started getting emails uh, from Earshot Media, which was really weird. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, someone thinks I'm important. This is fun. And <laughs> so when March 2012 came around, um, I was going up to, I believe it was Akron, Ohio, to see Census Fail and Man Overboard and Transit on their tour. Oh, my God. RIP to two-thirds of the bands on there. Right. So, again, right. the trend continues here. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I interviewed Man Overboard and Transit on the same day. Um, I'd already bought my tickets, so at this time, I didn't realize that, you know, f- tickets would be offered for right. in exchange right. for things like this. Right, um, I'm sorry, I meant March two thousand eleven not March two thousand and twelve um so that was how that started, and then, so I was kind of working a little bit more with earshot media and specifically Mike there mm-hmm. um, and then I guess the first time that I got free tickets to a concert for you know in exchange for interviewing these bands um was when I went to see social Distortion and one of their openers was a band called Sharks. Again, R.I.P. So, I kid you not, all these bands have broken up.
0: Oh, my God. So,
1: I, you know, he sent me an email asking if I wanted to interview them. I was like, yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. And then he was like, do you need a ticket? And I was like, for what? I was like, do I need a ticket (laughs) to interview them? He was like, no. He was like, do you need a ticket to the show? And I was like, I can do that? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, all right. I mean, sure. So after that, I mean, then it just kind of go really started going full circle and full swing into it. And somehow, you know, I got more emails from publicists at the time who I didn't know, but I've, you know, stayed obviously in constant contact with. Right. But, right. you know, from there, it's just been going from there. I mean, I don't know. It's just really just been trending upwards from there. I hope upwards. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've interviewed a lot of cool bands over the years. Uh, most of which have broken up, of course. Um but yeah, that's really kind of how it started, and that's how I am here. Still doing the same thing, I think, that I was doing back then, just uh older, wiser, and much more out of shape. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Um Cool. It's kind of it, it is interesting, you know, and I've noticed it as well when you have a band that like you start covering them um, and, you know, you start covering them and you write about their first album and their second album and then they break up and it's like, holy shit, like I feel old. I mean, that right. that's my reaction. I don't know if you have if you have that reaction. um, But yeah, I mean, the topic of band bands breaking up, it's definitely something we'll dive further into on a a later episode for sure um but i guess i'll go into my background a little bit um so i had a couple failed attempts at you know at music blogs i reviewed green day um 21st century breakdown for like my (laughs) personal blog on blogspot um i had you know one thing called the hundred bands project where i was just gonna like basically, like, spotlight 100 different, like, unsigned bands, um, and, you know, that didn't, I did not complete, you know, the 100, um, unfortunately.
1: So, quick question, how far did you get into the 100 bands?
0: Oh, I got to, like, 10. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I got to 10, I started that in 2009, like, right before I went to college, And I was doing a couple like my first week of classes. And then I was like, I I can't keep up with this Um, because I thought I had to post one every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it got to the point where I had classes and homework and I was doing cheerleading, you know, trying to get into some clubs on campus. I had a campus job. I was a lifeguard. um, So I didn't have time. Um, I, I tried writing for my school's paper. I submitted a review of the new Paramore album at the time, brand new eyes. Um, they did not publish it, you know, cause <laughs> who's this random freshman that just wants to like review records, right, right, um, right, right. you know, had another like failed blog attempt of my own. Um, and then sophomore year, I took this class called history of rock and roll and, We had to, one of the papers we had to do was like interview a musician. So I reached out to a friend of mine, Ryan Casada, very talented singer-songwriter, interviewed him and I sent him my paper after I did it. And he was like, you know, you should keep doing this. Like keep interviewing people. Um, So a couple days, like it was like the day after finals ended, uh, I found out that this band that, I knew call me anything um also RIP <laughs> um uh, if you're listening to this yeah I guess there's, there's unfortunately kind of a trend here um but yeah so they were like hey we're all going to be hanging out at Bamboozle in New Jersey who wants to interview us and I had a ticket for Bamboozle I was super excited to go I was just planning on like hanging out um but then I was like you know what I could interview them and I shot him an email and they were like, okay, like, what's your blog called? So I was like, shit, I have to have a blog now. Like I have to actually have have some kind of website. Um, so, you know, I, I had used the name Circles and Sound Waves for a personal blog before. Um, but then I kind of decided to make it this music blog. So I interviewed Call Me Anything at Bamboozle. I was, so completely nervous, I was like freaking out, shaking, probably sweating. Um, but you know it turned out i I think it turned out okay for my first time like doing that, and uh, I just kept doing it. Um started like kind of casually posting music news. Um I posted like a, a kind of like op-ed, I guess on man overboard um because i just I discovered them. like I saw them at bamboozle, and after that, I just posted this like op-ed like this is a really cool band and that was kind of as i was discovering this quote-unquote new generation of pop punk for the first (laughs) time so that was really exciting for me you know um to discover a band like that man overboard defend pop punk uh that you know reminded me of stuff i listened to when i was you know 12 13 years old but was this like new generation of it new iteration so that was really cool um And yeah, I just I just kept doing it. Uh, Also, you know, eventually started receiving emails from people like Mike at Earshot Media, Austin at Secret Service PR uh, was another one that would send me a lot of cool stuff and just kept doing it. Um, It's been an interesting journey. Again, you know, like you, Logan, I've been the driving force behind it. Um, I've had a number of different contributors. I've had some people that have you know, come on in what I call like an editorial assistant capacity in that I go, Hey, like I need to pull a bunch of links for this article, or I need to like resize some images or transcribe this interview, you know, a 20 minute interview. I don't want to listen to that. (laughs) You know, Can you just (laughs) type it out? Just type it out word for word. I'll credit you for that. I, and then I'll take care of the, like making sense of this transcription. Um, But yeah, I've just I've kept doing it. Um, My my kind of views on it, I think, have definitely shifted again. And I'm, I'm sure you'll relate to this in some way. But you know, we'll have your own perspective of it as well. You know, as I've grown, and as I've kind of gone from someone who's like, writing about music for the very first time to, okay, I've been doing this for six years now, like, what are my goals? Are my goals the same? as they were when I started. Uh, and, and what's next? You know, what's, what's next? What's the future, which uh, brings in podcasting, it brings in this, you know, I, I kind of, to, to back this up to how we first started, Logan mentioned that I texted him. Um, for anyone listening, I, I basically just kind of randomly tweeted, like, should I start a podcast? Um, and this, you know, incited a, a little discussion back and forth, uh, with James Shotwell, who runs the like absolutely amazing podcast inside music. He basically said, why shouldn't you? And I was like, you know what? I should, um, I am kind of looking for a new Avenue, a new way to discuss music. Um, and as Logan and I have been talking, you know, back and forth over the past several days, looking for a way that we can talk about music in a way that's maybe like a little different from a formal review uh interview people in a capacity that's different from a formal interview um something that's more conversational so I think there's a really cool side to that I know as a writer like my favorite interviews I've done have been the ones where it's just like a conversation and we go super, super in depth. Um, And it's something, again, as I mentioned, like I've had people that have been my quote unquote assistants and like transcribe interviews for me. And then I kind of like pick and pull what is actually gonna like make it into the article. Um, That I think was one of my hesitations in starting a podcast, like, (laughs) oh my God, you know, I'm just gonna like put this out there for the world everything. You know, I'm not gonna I mean, of course you edit the sound file and, you know, chop off beginning end like any really messy parts, but I'm just gonna put this whole conversation out there. But I'm I'm definitely nervous, uh, but I'm excited. Um I think this could be really, really cool.
1: Yeah, I think it could be a lot of fun and um it's just definitely a little bit nerve wracking. I don't even know how many people are gonna find it or how many people are gonna listen to the whole thing. But it's still nerve-wracking, you know, to know that we're just going to sit here and have a conversation. And, you know, if people are going to listen to it, hopefully. And it's weird because, you know, we are just kind of, you know, hanging out talking, which is much different than anything I've ever done as well. Um, Same. I never just put this out there, kind of like you said, you're going to edit a little bit of it. But it's much easier to, you know, edit words on, you know, a website or whatever it might be. Than to, you know, throw out your voice, which is probably a big reason as to why I've never like done like video interviews or like sort of yeah. a YouTube channel. One, because I hate my face and I hate myself. Yeah. Like looking on, like it's not, like I just don't like looking at myself on like a video, you know, so I'm just like, right. no, we're not going to do that. So, this is a lot different for me, but it's a lot of fun and it's exciting. So, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, uh, so I again i have never done any video interviews um a very lovely and talented individual named judy wan um who judy is primarily a photographer and she i mean over the past like year or two she has done some incredible work like she just shot south by southwest um a couple months ago so she's been doing amazing things um but she was doing press at warp tour four circles and soundwaves a couple of years ago and was like hey, I got approved, like, I got approved for interviews for All Time Low and Pierce the Veil, and she did those, like, on video, um, and, like, I still will get emails every now and then that, like, some random person has, like, found and commented on these <laughs> interviews. They've got, you know, they've got, like, tens of thousands of views, which, like, for the size of my website, like, getting tens of thousands of YouTube views is, is huge. Right. Um. But again, I think a video interview is different than a podcast uh, audio kind of thing. Um, Here's a question for you, Logan. I know. So when I do interviews, I bring like my little audio recorder. Um, I set it to record and I hold it. You know, oftentimes I'm holding like a notebook with my notes. Um, I hate looking at interview notes on my phone. I hate it they have to be like on paper, whether I typed it out and printed it or just like scrawled it with a pen. Um, I'm kind of like holding the notebook. And if I'm sitting, I have the notebook and my recorder is just like on top of that. But you're able to make eye contact with the person. Um, so it feels very casual in a sense that, you know, you, you make eye contact with the person, you don't have to worry about looking at the camera. I think that's something that Definitely had me nervous about the idea of, like, a video interview where it's like, okay, do I look at the person I'm talking to or or do I look at the camera?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely another thing to worry about That's again, it's a big reason as to why I haven't done it. Um, but I do know a lot of people that do it, and I've become friends with just one guy named Brad that does it. And um, it's one of the websites I just started called Square One, and he's actually one of the main guys on there with me. And um, he does predominantly video interviews and things like that. And so it's, I never really thought to ask him about that. You know, like, is it weird? Like, how long did it take you to, like, you know, when to look at the person you're talking to versus turning back and looking at the camera? Because if you do too much of one and not the other, then it just looks weird, you know? If you're constantly looking at your camera while you're holding the mic to this guy's face, then it's just awkward. But at the same time... If you're constantly looking at him, you're going to have a better connection with you know the the musician or just the person you're talking to, but then people watching your video are going to be confused. You know, it's it's almost going to seem like it's not supposed to be like that. You know, so there's got to be some balance there, and I'm not sure what it is, but it's definitely an interesting thing to think about. You know, how does how do you do that? I don't know. It's when I do an interview as well, I have the audio recorder. Um, the only thing different is I do put notes on my phone. It doesn't bother me. I hope it doesn't bother anyone that I sit with. Um, that's the only time I look at my phone for an interview is if I don't know what I'm about to ask, but most of the time I do. Um, so I think I, I mean, I put most of my notes on the phone, but like you said, I don't have to worry about looking back into a camera or making sure that they're looking into the camera or whatever. And I feel like video interviews are just a little bit harder too because I don't have to worry about, oh, we have to be in this spot, or, you know, saying to a publicist, hey, I'm doing a video interview, is that okay? seems a little bit different than just, hey, we're just going to record this, we can do it in the van, we can do it outside, we can do it wherever, you know, it doesn't have to be up, like, anywhere where I can set up a, you know, a camera and hope that my camera doesn't blow over in the wind or something, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely have more freedom when something is not, a video interview you know if it's video you have to have enough light you have to have enough space you probably don't want to be in someone's van that's a total mess you know you might not be want to be in their tour bus which is like their super private space they might not want that you know broadcasted um and you know the person you're interviewing as well as yourself has to be on camera ready you have to be you know dressed or hair makeup um so I, it's a little more stress on everyone's part, I think. But audio and audio recording, so this podcast, hopefully, I think does allow you to be more candid than versus a, a written interview where it's edited and you don't have as much of the back and forth. I think something I've kind of, you know, I, i've I've always tried to strive for making interviews feel like a conversation, but... Ultimately, it's like okay. If I'm going to be writing this as like an article, I, I to a certain extent, I feel like a pressure. Like okay, I need to be questioning and uh, probing. Sounds like a bad word because it sounds like uncomfortable. But you need to ask sometimes pressing questions uh, to to get information out of people, if you will. Um. But but hopefully we're able to be pretty candid with this. Just go back and forth and kind of get to know some people that maybe we wouldn't have had that sort of casual dialogue with before casual but informative um so i just wanted to go into a little bit of what the name of this podcast means perspective uh so for anyone listening logan and i have you know we've been doing some google docs and we've been back and forth texting and on the phone over the past week, trying to figure it out. And a few days ago, I shot over the idea of the name Perspective. Uh, and Perspective being the idea that as a writer, uh, or a photographer, a musician, an artist, I mean, and anyone that's creating something, the most valuable thing that you have is your perspective, your voice and your unique view on the world that is informed by your past experiences um by you know your upbringing or your current circumstances or media you've been consuming lately or the stuff you grew up listening to and watching and reading um i i think we're all a product of our our environment our upbringing our life um you know which is both you know, stuff that's happened to us as well as stuff that we choose, like, oh, I think I'm going to listen to this band because their singer is covered in tattoos. And I think tattoos are really cool. Because, you know, that was me at 13. Like, I just thought guys covered in tattoos were really cool. So if I found out a band guy had a whole bunch of tattoos, or he had his eyebrow pierced, I was like, oh, he's probably like a super cool punk rocker. I want to listen to that band. Um, but Um you know, so our, our choices as well as the stuff that happens to us, the stuff that we don't choose, it does inform our perspective. It informs our our view, our outlook, and the art we create, um, the media that we create as a result of that. You know, ultimately, there's there's so many, especially with really popular bands and quote unquote buzz bands. Um, so many people are talking about the same artists. You know, and, and this is of course in the mainstream, but even in the underground as well. Every so often there will be a band that's just everyone. It seems like everyone is talking about them, and it's like, okay, well, what am I going to add to the conversation? I mean, does it really mean anything if I just like post that they announced a new album, or, you know, maybe what's more valuable is when I have my my perspective of it. Um, Logan, do you have anything to add for that?
1: No, I mean it was kind of tough to on in a name because nothing really sounded right at the time. Um, right. And I think for anything, you know, whether starting this podcast or starting uh, a blog or starting a website, or I mean, even I'm assuming even for artists, you know, if you come together and say, Hey, let's start a band. It's like, Oh, great. I'll do this. You'll do this. What the hell are we going to call This thing. And, you know, then you're yeah. just, you're stuck and you don't know, or every time you write a song, what are you going to call it, the song? You come to, you know, you you come to your, your friends and your label say, here, here's this album. What's it called? I don't know what it's called. So (laughs) I mean, I I think things like that are probably always the hardest thing to do. Um, and so when when you
0: decided to name your website, so your website, for anyone listening, Logan right now runs a website called heart state review. Um, but for several years, the website was called fuck your scenes. Um, So Logan, could you, was it, was it that like an easy name for you to choose? Fuck your scenes. Like, was that just like (laughs) an easy choice? Like how did that name come to be?
1: Oh, so again, I was 16 when I first started doing this. And, um, there was this blog that I was following at the time. That was called Fuck Yeah Pop Punk. I remember that blog. Right. So I was like, hey, that's not that bad. So, (laughs) I mean, I was like, it'll, I mean, it's, theirs was okay. I mean, I can do whatever, right? I'm just like, this is just me writing about music. This isn't going to matter anyway. So it came from this idea of like, I don't know. I mean, I listened to definitely a lot more music, diverse music now than I did when I started this website, or started that website. But the idea still came from the idea that like, I don't know. The, first of all, the word scene has always really bothered me. So it was more of ir- like irony than anything. Because I don't the like the word scene bothers me. And then the idea that like music has to be this separate thing into like, punk bands, pop bands, pop punk bands and alternative country. And things that as if all this doesn't just fall under the same umbrella, which is just art, you know. And so, I think it was mainly the idea of just like, I will write about whatever. It doesn't matter, you know, what quote unquote scene you want to come from. Like, I don't really care. And then the more that I really dove into it, the more I realized that the bands themselves don't really care. You know, like you'll see you know, pop punk bands who listen to rap or listen to country and like, they'll become friends with these other random bands that you don't think they'd be friends with. So the collective idea that, you know, scenes exist really is from, you know, just fans themselves, you know, who, who, who categorize bands into certain things. And that makes sense to a certain extent, you know, when you talk about bands and when you're recommending a band and what they sound like, why you should listen to them because they sound like this band that you like. So, that part of it makes sense, but I think it was it was really just saying, you know, all of that is kind of dumb and it it doesn't really matter to me, so that's where that name really kind of came from. Um and then and i had then wanted to How
0: did it turn into Heart State Review?
1: So I had wanted to change the name for a sig- like a significant amount of time. Um but I thought like the timing was never right for it, and i didn't I didn't really know what I was going to call it if I changed it because it, it, it I, not that like it has gotten like super far but like it's has gotten me to the point where I am now or two years ago or a year ago whenever I changed it or whatever but it had gotten me to that point so I thought if I change it, I'm gonna have to start all over and that's not fun starting all over and how. First of all, again, what am I going to change it to? I had to start all over. Um, and I just didn't really want to do that for a while. What I didn't take into account was the fact that it would be much easier to start over than I anticipated now that I had a name that didn't have the word fuck in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really think about that. And then one day, I, I mean, I had I kind of walked away from doing this blog for like five months at one point. Um and, and were I, you like
0: totally doing nothing for that time or had you just like slowed down?
1: Um, I mean, I had really slowed down. Um, I mean, maybe in five months. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't I would have to look back at it to see how many like posts I made with it. But for the most part, I I mean, it just wasn't that much. Um, it definitely wasn't a daily thing at that point. Um, I was just working a lot and I didn't really, like, it didn't really matter. I mean, it mattered to me, but like, I didn't, I don't know. It, just, it felt like it almost had run its course at that time. Um, and so I just had kind of walked away and it was like from September to, I don't know, January or February or something around there, but, um, that had happened. And so, when it came to starting back up again it was really just okay i'll do this again but not under the same name i don't know so it was a really rough time um kind of figuring out how i would come back into this and then it was just i don't know it was really hard to change the name and figure out what that was going to be um Did you, I,
0: did you like just you know keep all of your content and like switch the domain and the twitter and everything or did you completely start up from scratch
1: no so i didn't i mean i kept all of the content and everything i just i was luckily enough i was able to switch everything over um into this new name and so i kept all of the the, all the archived posts are still there for better or for worse um and I changed the Twitter name. I changed the Facebook name. So, it wasn't entirely starting over. Um, but I mean, I I bought, you know, the new domain name about two and a half months before I switched it over. And I had both emails up and running. Um, wow. And so, what I was doing was, you know, whenever I sent out an email, I would, you know, at the very bottom, say, hey, by the way, in two months, this is happening. So that way, specifically for publicists, that could kind of like keep my contacts that way, you know, um, and let them know that I was changing it, and this is, you know, what it's going to be going to. So in two months, you know, start sending emails to so this. And I had did it about a month before the old domain expired. So I had switched over to Heart State Review in April. The old domain didn't expire till like May 11th. So, I kept the old email for that for about a month and just set it up on automatic response. So, every time they would send an email, they would get a kickback response of saying, hey, I changed the website to this, here's my new email, please forward all emails to this. And that was entirely, that was really effective um, for keeping in touch with these, you know, all the contacts and friends and things like that I've made to make right. it a much smoother transition than I thought it would be. Um and I right. mean, just the name itself, it was a lot of times talking to some friends and I talked to um, some publicists to help me come up with a decent name um, and then I threw back a couple ideas and we collectively picked out this as the best one and then I was like, okay, well, that's the best one and it's, you know, you guys think it's the best one if it's the best one to market and if you guys think it sounds the best, then I could easily trust your opinions on this, so... That's kind of how I right. ended up with this, um, right? But that's my, you know, my story for this. How did you uh, get the name for yours?
0: <laughs> so, uh, the band that you know kind of made me fall in love with like the idea of music journalism and reviewing an album and interviewing a band and just the idea of doing this as in a way kind of a, a holistic thing of like. Following a band's career was watching, uh, you know, after Blink-182 broke up and and seeing Tom star Angels and Airwaves, you know, Boxcar Racer kind of came and went. Plus 44 kind of came and went. Um, Tom did Angels and Airwaves. And I kind of, to my own surprise, really fell in love with that band. Um, So I... Joined, you know, some like fan message board website. And uh, so all of the members had these like patches that was it was just like black background with a white circle and then some kind of white design in the circle that represented, you know, something about that person, that member of the band. So everyone on this forum was designing one that represented themselves. So I at the time and this happened before Circles and Soundwaves was, you know, the music blog that it is. Um I was studying engineering at school but I really really loved music. Uh so I came up with the idea of a sine wave or you know a sound wave and inside a <laughs> inside a circle. Um and you know this the sine wave represented music uh and sound, you know, but it also quite literally represents physics and science. Um I did not end up graduating with a degree in <laughs> In engineering, uh, that's, you know, a topic for another episode, I think. But, you know, it's, it's a part of my background, I think. And then the name circles and sound waves is, you know, a play off of that logo and, and a play off of angels and airwaves. So it's, you know, pretty direct thing from that. And people see it. And it's like, I think it's simple enough and recognizable. But I definitely see what you're saying, you know, Picking a good name, I think, is important. You know, you want it to be, like, simple enough that people remember it, but also, you know, memorable and and have something unique about it. Um, so, yeah. I think that's pretty... Yeah, sorry, go on.
1: No, I was going to say, you know, that's kind of what happened when you threw out the name Perspective. It was, like, an instant kind of thing of where it's, like... Simple, like you said, simple, but yet right. it's it's good enough to the point where it it ties into what we're talking about. It ties into music, but it also, you know, it, it's it's. I don't know if like catchy isn't the right word for this, but like it just something about it just like clicked. I was like, okay, that's a great name, and like it's it's one word. You don't have to worry about you know really shortening it or you know people. It's easy to, I guess, it would be easy for people to remember, you know, if this got to the point where people, you know, started talking about saying, hey, go check out this podcast, it's just called this, you know, it, it shouldn't, I wanted it to be to where it could be like that for people and not have to go, hmm, I don't know what that's called because either the name was too long, didn't make sense or, you know, whatever it was. It's just really simple and it seemed effective and to the point and And, you know, once you explained what the name meant and kind of where you came from with it, it even solidified at that point that, you know, this was really just the best name for this.
0: Right. Right. And, you know, we like tried to brainstorm a little bit, but we couldn't really come. I mean, even our like brainstorming perspective was the first name that I threw out to you, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And we both liked that. And I was like, all right, like, you know, I wanted to come up with some other options, but, you know, this, I don't know, this, this stuck. Um, and, and hopefully I think it, I, I think it'll stick. Um, and I didn't want to do something that was too heavy on like, well, it's only going to be like pop punk or right. it's only going to be really, really sad emo music. Mm-hmm. Or we're only going to be talking to unsigned bands or bands from this part of the country. You know, I, I want to leave it open and, and open as well to talking to people involved in other aspects of the music industry. Um, You know, we're hoping to have some people as guests that are not necessarily in bands, but have have played some kind of role in the music industry, you know, writers, photographers, Publicists, uh, you know, tour managers, other people who work on tours, people who are producers, managers, you know, anyone involved, just to hear their perspective, because uh, I think everyone has a different view of the music, the music industry, uh, and I, I'm curious to hear all of these people's perspectives uh, and to help, you know, as as a part of doing this podcast to help like share those stories with you with. The world,
1: yeah, and I mean, I think it'll be a lot of fun for us, and hopefully for the people listening too, because it is something that might be new to some people. And I, might, I mean, it's going to end up being even new to us, you know. I mean, it's it's like we work right. with a lot of these people, but I think to some extent, again, you know, to get their perspective from that, you know, if you know what our daily lives right. look like in the music history, industry versus what a band's daily life. Looks like versus a publicist right. versus, you know, I don't even know if you want to start talking about, you know, people other than publicists who work at labels and maybe people who deal with all kinds of behind the scenes things. Like right. when when I think of, you know, running a label and all the people in a label, the one thing that really doesn't come to mind at first is there's literally has to be someone that's like doing these bands' as taxes, for example. Right. And how do right. you do that? That's something that I didn't really think about until like a year ago when it, I don't even know why I thought of this. I was like, so how do they pay? I mean, I don't know. It was just so weird. Like I've never thought of that before, but yet that's something to think about, right? And so I think for, you know, someone's listening to this, it'd be cool, not necessarily we're going to get someone who does a band's taxes or whatever, but things like that just can give you a whole new like different idea of something that you don't really think about when you start listening to you know a band or your favorite yeah. song or whatever it might be so that should be a lot of fun and I'm really looking forward to doing some cool things like that
0: yeah I I, I definitely am as well um, and I think you know we're for, for anyone listening our plan for this show for this podcast is to have you know some episodes will just be logan and i you know talking kind of back and forth like hey here's something that we're gonna just talk about because we have a lot to say about it but again we're gonna bring on a lot of guests um sometimes it will be both logan and myself as well as our guest uh but sometimes it might be just logan and the guest sometimes it might be just me talking to the guest whoever this guest is um and that'll you know kind of vary based on schedules largely i mean i'm here in new jersey logan lives in ohio so you know it's it's coordinating schedules as well as schedules with our guests um but i think we're gonna do some really exciting things i'm very very excited for for the future of this
1: yes and luckily we're on the same coast so we're well we're in the same time zone not same coast um so, that makes it a lot easier for us, you know, and kind of coordinating this for our schedules. But, you know, and again, it might be just one of us in the event of if I guess, has a certain schedule and only one of us can do it, but this is the only time they can do it. And if it's something that we're really looking right. forward to or something that would be beneficial to us and maybe something really like exclusively fun for the other you know, people listening. So... But I think right. the most Definitely. hopefully most of the time it'll be us and the guests, but you just never know what can happen and things like that. So Right. That's a really, you know, good point to make about scheduling conflicts and what to expect moving forward. But you know, I know our goal was really to be able to do this with a guest all the time, but realistically that might not happen. So Right. Um, but I mean either way it'll be a lot of fun, whether it's just me, whether Definitely. it's you. It's gonna be a lot of fun to have some people on here and kind of bounce around you know what they're looking at on their daily life and the music or some cool stories hopefully and things like that so i am looking forward to this right. and seeing you know what happens from this and just kind of rolling with it
0: as am i um well thank you everyone for tuning in for the very first episode of perspective uh there's going to be many many more to come uh please follow and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of our episodes. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at perspective underscore pod, P-O-D. Um, and be sure to follow Logan and I as well on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is just at M Huddleston, M-H-U-D-E-L-S-O-N. And Logan's Twitter is just a bunch of random letters. It's uh, at A-N-I-A-F-C. Uh, and we'll have all of this, info up in the post about it as well. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you paying attention. Talk to you next week.